You got to do it. February 3rd, 2023 at 9.36 p.m. Friday night. We're logging on, boys. God, it's February already. That shit's crazy. And it's a Friday night. And it's a Friday. And we're 23 and 22 years old, and this is what we decided to Dude, do. Dude, everyone else is definitely getting fucked up right now, getting ready to go, and we're here, bro, thinking. Saw a bunch of people walking <laughs> while we were walking in here, literally. We are showing up. Yeah. Showing up and showing out, baby. <laughs> Let's fucking get it. All right. Should we get into it? Let's go, Yeah, dude. It's far away. You're, you're, you're there on the MC today. It, I'm, on, I'm yourself, on the mic. brother. All right. Well... I'm Camo. I'm a boy from California, born and raised, and I'm a realtor slash wholesaler slash full-time learner slash matrix escaping <laughs> aficionado not wanting to work in an office my whole life. And that's me. Facts. You. Me. Alec James Prieto, the unplugged stoic. My goal in life is to achieve financial location and time freedom, and I'm doing that through real estate investing and business integration. <laughs> I'm Dylan Bradley. Uh, I was born in Denver, Colorado. Uh, moved to Alabama. Bro, like, whole life was soccer up to a point, bro. Like, was my diehard thing. Tore my ACL, bro. Um, needed to make a life change, read a few things, was open-minded, met some people, listened to a lot of YouTube. Now I'm a full-time real estate investor and forever life learner. Forever life learner. All right, boys, this is the first podcast yeah. And this is fucking <laughs> sick as hell. We are in a podcast studio. Last week, or for the past month or so, Alec and I have been talking about doing a podcast, and we were going to have fucking microphones on strings and <laughs> a toothbrush as a camera. And now we're in a fucking podcast studio. Literally. Because... That's just how shit happens for us. Not not only in a podcast studio, but I think it's interesting that we're in a podcast studio in High Point, North Carolina. In our backyard, bro. And all of us have such different ways to getting here, right? Like, <laughs> Camo, how, how are we ending up in a podcast studio in High Point, North Carolina at 9.39 p.m. on a Friday with a Hispanic kid and a... White a, boy. A white boy. <laughs> yeah. Two white guys and a Hispanic boy. Dude, I don't know. I really don't know how. It all started when I moved to North Carolina for college at High Point U. I got a random-ass roommate. I DM'd him. I was like, yo, we're going to be roommates. And we got to the room, and I was just a California boy. I think I was like, I was wearing plaid pants. A collared shirt, Doc Martin boots, and I just walked in there, and like, it, just like as we <laughs> went on and on and on, like we got more level five, and like, I saw, so like I always had like this mindset of like, oh, I want to be more than what I am right now, and like I, like I could never really pinpoint what I was thinking, and then I met Alec, 
And it just like, holy shit, this person thinks exactly the way that I do. And it was almost like I could actually say what I wanted to say without knowing what I was saying. And then Alec would reverberate back to me what I was trying to say. It was just like, it was perfect. And now I'm in a podcast studio at 9.40 p.m. in High Point, North Carolina. It's crazy. It's crazy. It is crazy. And, like, I, I remember, you know, when you DM'd me, right, I'm the random roommate, thinking, like, I'm pretty sure I called Deco. And I'm like, dude, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, from California, like, I see a Bible verse, but I also, like, see some other stuff, like, I don't know exactly what the vibe is. And I was like, fix Brady. I'm like, let me just ask him, like, if he's okay with me. Mm. So I, he's like, yes. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, we have What were you guys going to do? Not let me in? <laughs> I was coming, no matter what. Um, well, the coolest part is we all lived in the same fucking room. It was my year you got brought in. Mm-hmm. My year graduated. They moved in. And, like, that's just kind of how that was, like, just the Something lineage of how it happened. Room. It was pretty cool. Yeah, dude. And it's so crazy because, like, obviously, like, you had such a big impact on me. And when you left, I don't know, something inside me was always like, I, the room vibe, I felt like maybe it was like a fraternity almost. And I was like, I want to find the little bros of the room because I always felt like the little brother of that Mm. room because they were always older than me. And, like, when they came in, I was always like, I want to, like, find <laughs> someone like something and out of all of them cam was the one who stuck i remember on. you were worried at first and then like you were just like you know what like you sent me so, like some text when you were like it's gonna be okay they're they're a vibe and i was like all right yeah, yeah, we had some level fives and dude it's just like when you see something that you know is gonna benefit you like you might as well just go all in and take that action so i definitely saw something like oh there's really no downfall I'm only going to benefit from this, so I might as well just take link with the boy and go. It was crazy. Crazy how things happen. But so we kind of went over where we came from and a little bit of how we got here. But in more business terms, where did we come from and how did we get to where we are right now? And whoever wants to start off. Yeah, well, just in terms of things that like – we took insanely seriously was soccer. Like that was literally like till literally my dying breath. I thought I was going to be playing soccer. Like Mm. I loved it. Um, That was my profession and what I thought was going to be for a while. Right. And then, you know, you just start, started reading a lot, um, realizing that there were other opportunities. I tore my ACL. Right. Um, It was a completely different, like, redirection in terms of that. Uh, And I actually ended up graduating early after that. Then became a mortgage loan originator for Regions Bank. Shout out Charlotte. Queen City. Love it. Um, Beautiful city. city, Yeah, dude. And then, honestly, was miserable. It was was pretty cool because, like... You had location freedom with it, um, so you could kind of just work wherever, worked at the pool, whatever, um, but it was still, you know, you're still in the nine to five, technically, right? Um, you're on the wrong side of things, uh, and honestly, I was frankly just bored, so, 
you know, I was still like keeping very close tabs on like you boys back still in college and stuff. And like, you know, I, I just started reading cause I wasn't, I was just seeing this massive difference in like what life could be. Um, so ultimately just started digging deeper and deeper and just like came across information that ultimately changed my life and took the jump. Right. Um, with Alec, honestly. And I think for me, like, obviously I played soccer. That was, you know, likewise, we were all athletes, you know, to get to that level in the U S it's a high level. Right. And that takes a certain amount of discipline and consistency, which I think is applicable to business. But in terms of business, for me, it really started my dad. He was a business owner, kind of watched him. Well, he was self-employed, but I kind of watched him run his business the way he did. And then at 19, I got my mortgage loan originator's license. Uh, was able to get introduced into like real estate through that. Then just kind of watched my dad be a contractor, learn that he was working for investors. Next thing you know, I met some kid in college who was wholesaling. Mm-hmm. Made some cold calls with him, never took it really too serious, but I could never forget that he was wholesaling and he started doing really well with it. Uh, then go on, get into sales, whatnot, get an internship. Me and Deco start really connecting and really starting talking about what we really want out of life. Uh, next thing you know, I have my mortgage license, my residential contractor's license. Now we're actively doing wholesale deals, looking to start flipping, and then looking to try to see how we can expand into like multifamily eventually and just kind of build wealth through there. Yeah, dude. Just, I mean, a commonality is just like the soccer, and you said like the discipline. Dude, that... I think that being an athlete kind of is like a what what am I looking for? Well, it like sets life you hack. up for It's a life hack. Yeah, it teaches you things that like a lot of other life environments don't teach you. Like it teaches you teamwork, it teaches you character, teaches right. you discipline, got to be consistent. Leadership. And you got it's got to be to an extent like emotionless. Like you can't you can't necessarily it's you can't go off of what how you feel all the time. Like, you right. just got to do it, right, day in and day out. I think another huge one about playing sports when you're young is, like, you know how much shit I missed out on? You know, like, my every prom or homecoming I went to, mm-hmm. I literally left a game, hopped in my car, drove to the person's house that was taking the pictures, <laughs> took a shower in their house, and got dressed there. Like, that's <laughs> how I did it because like, it was there's If not, you're missing out on everything, right? right. And it, now I'm realizing at 23... Building that skill all through high school is now missing out on, you know, it's Friday. Like, I'm missing right. out on life. Now it's like, dude, this is what right. it takes. That's actually, that's actually an interesting point because, like, right. FOMO is, like, a real thing. But, again, we're here at 10 p.m. filming a podcast on a Friday when we could easily be out at a bar drinking, having fun with friends. However, our idea of fun is so much different. Like, we don't have fun drinking. We have fun, like, right, winning in business. What, what the fuck are you celebrating? That's, like, that's <laughs> what I really, like, what yeah. truly, I mean, said, it's not, it's not an original topic. Like, what are you celebrating? Like, right. why why are you out? I have not even got. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wh- why, what are you celebrating, bro? It's Friday. You did nothing all week. Right. Now you're celebrating the fact that, like, you just wasted a, a week of your life. You're one week closer to dying. Let me wash that down with some fucking alcohol and drugs. That will help. It won't help. Right. You got to just, you got to sacrifice the temporary for the things to come, right? Right. 
That's literally the game you have to play. Working hard now so we don't have to later. It's delayed gratification. Plus, I don't know about you guys, but I've kind of, like, fallen in love with, like, just working all the time. Because it's the shit that I'm passionate about. And, like, when you find that thing that you're really passionate about, like, you'll never work a day in your life. Right, and I think we're blessed to be able to say we're working right now. Yeah. Truthfully, like, (laughs) I'm sitting, my best friend is to my left, my college roommate, my current roommate, he's on his way out. Thank the Lord. Hashtag, we made it. Hashtag, hey, yeah, hashtag yeah, yeah. I'm in the box. <laughs> hashtag, Camel's about to be moving into the crib. And like, warehouse hacking. How? Like, how? How does this work? It is work, but like, how could you not want to do this? Bro? Like, yeah, the conversations when Alec and I first met, like, maybe we were talking about, like, just like, oh, yo, like, you guys want to go out? Like, yo, these girls, like, they're hot, whatever. But now we're over here. We meet like every single night. And we go over multifamily deals. Like yeah, we're geez. underwriting multifamily deals. And it's been, you moved out, what, a, like a little over a year ago? I graduated in December. So you haven't, you've been out for over a year. I've been out for over a year. Bro. So in just a year's time of us just like constantly upgrading, like we upgraded our conversations and like, like, we were always at that same level of where we could speak about the shit that we wanted to. Right. Because, like, you go back home with your boys. I don't know if you have boys back home, but, I like... I don't have friends, to be honest. <laughs> but, okay, say that you have friends from your, like, just an old soccer team. And you go back home and you're like, yo, I want, like... You try and have a conversation with them about, like, bettering your life and, like, taking shit seriously and, you know, learning and real estate and investing and passive income, cash flow, whatever it may be, like... They just aren't following. Right. It's, a, it's hard to connect. It's right. almost like there's a lack there's a big of understanding because at a certain point, it's just like you don't get, you know, they don't have the same problems. They're not having the same thoughts. Right. It's like yep. how can we have a conversation? Right. right. There comes a time where, like, at least I believe in life where, you know, if you're going to make something of yourself, like the conversations that you have on a daily basis have to be productive in some sort of whatever you find is worthwhile, right? Like right. you got to be talking about ideas to implement or like, you know, you can't be talking about people, gossip, any of that stuff. Big ideas, business, action, like those types of conversations Deep philosophical conversations, right? That like question right. everything in existence. Like, bro, th- those are the conversations that, like, I don't know. Those are the ones that I just want to have all the time. Right. And it's like it's hard to do that with some people, you know. Um, I was just to say also, like, even even when you so, like, for instance, like having a deep conversation about your relationship with the person, like for like today, we have a deep conversation about. The dynamic, like what what's going on? We're we're figuring things out, but it's also like to try and have that kind of high level conversations about an emotion with someone that you're trying to like grow with, right? You know, even there's certain people like say you go back home that they're not working on themselves in that emotional aspect. They're not even self aware enough to really sit down and have a true, authentic, mature conversation to even deal with things, right? So like right. obviously you wanted like the big ideas, the philosophical, all that, but even it's like it comes down to when you need to deal with personal shit. Because life happens, bro. Like, we're going to, there's going to be a time where you're going to get frustrated at me. We get frustrated at each other. Mm-hmm. Like, that actively happens, like, multiple time. times. Like, <laughs> and we have to, like, sit down and be like, yo, we have to come to the coffee table. Mm. We got to be able to have high level conversation about what's really going on emotionally 
not in obviously not in like a savvy way, but like right. emotion, like really analyze like, right. hey, what is our dynamic? What are we doing here? And then mm-hmm. move on. I think that's just was like something I thought of in terms of like right. right. I mean, you are the five people that you surround yourself with. And if you surround those people you surround yourself with those people that aren't able to have those conversations, like then you're just gonna be running in a hamster wheel. Leaves you frustrated because right. you're, they're, you're not able to express and relate to you in the way you need to, because you're vibrating at X frequency and they're vibrating down here. Right. It's like, dude, it just leaves you feeling annoyed. Right. right. Like, and it's, and I've have been having like conversations like this kind of with my sister as well, just in terms of like, it's important to not necessarily, you want to have like, different people with different outlooks as well. Like, you want people that do think a lot like you, but you also want people in your corner that, like, do question things all the time. Like, for example, like, you, every, you know, we have, like, ideas, and, like, we bounce off each other pretty often, uh, me and Alec, and he'll always just play the advocate on the other side, like, mm-hmm. or it could potentially be like this, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that's, that is very, that's very valid, like, that's right. very true. Sometimes could I'm literally just like arguing that. with him, like, sometimes I'll actually agree, but, it, but, it, but I'll just <laughs> argue, like, just, just because. <laughs> right, so, you just always want people around you that are questioning things, and also, ultimately, like, just putting emotion aside, putting, like, bullshit that like doesn't even matter in the in the grand scheme of life like bro it's so fine i we're not we're not going to be here for long so like we uh, you just want to surround yourself with people that are always challenging you mm-hmm. always you know bringing hard conversations like to the table to talk about and like really conceptualize and build on um and ultimately just figure out like what the hell life is you know <laughs> what are we doing on this spinning Ball in the middle Literally. of the universe. I'm taking what's mine. That's what I'm doing. Yes, you got to <laughs> take it. We got to take it all, baby. I'm taking what's mine. Absolutely. Okay, I have another question. A little another topic. Let's run it. Let's run it. Let's run it. Uh, when was your when was the wake up call that there were other ways to make money besides being in an office? Definitely, just seeing. Like, dude, you'll see, you'll definitely see people, like, on Instagram, especially nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's, like, people that are fucking young, like, popping off, mm-hmm. living a lifestyle. It's, like, it just doesn't align with, like, what the vast majority of our society has taught us, right? You know, go to school, go to college, get the degree, get the job, you know, invest in the market responsibly, whatever. Right. Um, and you just see there's, there's just this massive discrepancy between like what you can, what you see on Instagram, right? What, I mean, we, we went to high point, like how many of those parents do you see, right? That are just like strutting around campus. There's, there's a different, there's like a back door, right? right? There's, there's something isn't adding up. And ultimately when you start questioning that kind of stuff, Right. It takes YouTube. It takes, like, you have access to everything at your fingertips. And if you just do the research enough, you can start to figure out and get a good idea of what people are doing, right, behind the scenes. Um, Now, what somebody might say is, look, I want to get into investing, like, not just in stocks and stuff, but, like, I I don't even know where to start. You know, like, how, 
because we obviously have a deeper understanding of investment and real estate and stuff like that. But how did we how did we learn to ask those right questions? I mean, I think for me, I can only speak to my personal experience. But like, in terms of like seeing it, I was very blessed. To, I grew up in a house mm. in, of an you know an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. right? Maybe didn't do it perfectly, but grew up in a household of an entrepreneur. And I was always being told, like, you know, you can always make money for yourself. You can make money for yourself. You can make money for yourself. But for me, you know, my family, you know, first generation, me and my older sister to go to college, my younger Mm -hmm. sister now. So it's like we were kind of guided there just because my parents were fearful of it. Right. So obviously for me it was a little bit easier because I had had that example. Mm -hmm. But I feel like if someone wants to start taking this jump, mm-hmm. that question, right, where to start is really just where do you want to go? And, mm-hmm. you know, who am I going to be? Who are we to tell anyone that, you know, this is the path we took. It's it's the best path ever, right? Everyone's going to have their own path. But I think it's just anyone, any human being should look 10 years ahead, 20 years ahead, and then think of the life they want and then start reverse engineering that process backwards and then just start, okay, if I really want this, just start answering the questions from the end, mm-hmm. coming back, and then step by step, okay, if I really want to be 40 in Florida golfing, right. how do I get there? And then that questions, those questions better said, I feel like will eventually lead you to your answers because we're so blessed to live in the generation that we live mm-hmm. in that you can Google anything. right? But it's right. just people don't even get to the point where they know what question to even start asking, which yep. is... Like, I started this journey, 16. The only thing I said is, I want to retire by the time I'm 40. Mm. Because I watched my dad work his whole life, and I was like, when is this ending? Like, where's the savings? Like, what? I was like, what the fuck, bro? Mm. 16, I'm like, I want to retire when I'm 40. That was my goal when I started this shit. Right. I was like, I'm going to get a credit card. I want to retire. And, like, those questions have led me to being 23, unplugged. On your way. Yeah, dude. I mean, back to the, like, just the difference in, like, perception versus what we're fed, like, in the traditional education system, right? Like, for example, like, my father, right, he's the vice, he was the vice president of Regions Bank, you know, like a Fortune 500 company. And it's, like, seeing kids that have cars, like, equivalent, if not better, than the one that he's driving Mm. around. It's like, bro, like, what what is going on here? There's something else, right? Right. So that's ultimately, like, once you start putting pieces together like that, like, I feel like you just start to formulate the questions, right? Like, it's, you know, what is money? Like, how does it work? You know, what do do the banks do with my money? Um, And then, you know, what... Ultimately, like, what, what are other people doing? You start to see... Things pop up on your feed. Like, that's ultimately yep. what started happening. when, Because, you know... The algorithm is smart. Yeah, your social <laughs> medias are all interlinked, you know? Like, it, right. they, it picks up on, like, stuff you're researching intently. So then people start <laughs> popping up, right? You know, right. Bradley, Iman, God, Iman um, you know, Justin Waller, all these dudes. Robert Kiyosaki, um, Ryan Pineda. Like, the, you, the things that you're looking up... Right, and I came from being a lender, so then you start to learn how money works, how loans work. It's like, all right, what are these investors doing on the other side, right? Um, Ultimately, bro, like, 
The first massive life changer is a house hack. That is how you fucking escape. Being a young dude, right? Right. Underwriting a house hack, figuring it out, living below your means, being responsible with the money that you do have, mm-hmm. right? Um, being very careful, not getting into debt, not taking on bad debt, Cash. right? And, like, you'd be surprised how little money you can live off of, right? right? Yeah. Living for almost free, right? Yeah. So... I almost want to. The book, the book for house hacking is set for life. People should read that. Don't I don't ask about me. Set for life. Don't ask me to quote the the author. I don't remember. Set for, life. set for life. I think Alec forced me to read that one. I think I did, dude. Yeah. My thing is for you, but you know, you uh, you pose the question. But what is what is your your take? What is um, your down of what what is the 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 best way to start, right? What led you to being to the point to be susceptible to hearing me be like, oh, I'm running a cell, running around in Charlotte with Dico looking for a house hack for you to be like, oh my God. What is the questions? I mean, I think you just spiked my curiosity. And that's like kind of like the catalyst for learning is curiosity. And then I just started to like, like all I knew at that point was house hack. So I typed in house hack. And then I saw some videos about house hacking, how to do it. And then, I, and then I started to just, like, the more that I learned from those videos, then my thoughts changed, mm-hmm. which Ed Milet says that, like, your thoughts are your questions and answers inside your own head. So now I was asking more developed questions with more developed answers, mm-hmm. which allowed me to create new questions that I didn't know the answer to. So I just searched up those ones. And now I have that. Now I have that answer. And then it's just, like, it's just like an endless cycle. So mm-hmm. it all starts from the curiosity. So how do how can we say right? Because we gotta imagine like you felt like someone's someone's watching, like they don't know shit about investing mm-hmm. right. money. Like, what is a good first question or thought? Like, how at least for you? I don't know if you have like you go all the way back to your youth, whatever. But like, what is like a good first question? Deco says just asking like, what is money? How does money work? Like, right. What was like your take on that first question that got you even curious? Because obviously you started in real estate at 18. Right. Like, what gets you there? Well, when I started real estate when I was 18, I didn't even know. Like, I just thought that people who, like, invest in real estate just, like, had, like, two houses that they lived in. I'd never Mm -hmm. heard of passive income. I've never heard of cash flow. Never heard of any of those things. They just had, like, they just had a whole bunch of houses, so they had to have had a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So then when I started to think about real estate investment, I just typed in real estate investing. And then it kind of took me down this rabbit hole of, like, different potential, like, how to house hack, uh, buy multifamily units, buy and flip, and uh, creative finance, which I'm starting to learn a lot more about, which is fucking insane. Shout out Cash Money Mike. Uh, Cash Money Mike, baby. (laughs) Um, But it's just, like, the only way that I – so, like – it's like it's like building learning is like building momentum. Like the more that you learn, mm-hmm. so like if you think of like your learning as like one big windmill, and like in order to get it started, it takes pushes. But even the little pushes, like every push is relying on the last. So even if you have a big push one day, but you have a little push another day, that little push is still igniting that next push. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, it still 100%. creates like the momentum. That right. You need. So it like it, when you're rolling a ball up a hill or downhill or whatever, it starts gaining momentum. Even when you're learning, 
like you start growing momentum and then again your thoughts change and your questions change and the answers change like it everything is kind of based around momentum and i think that it's like the consistency of wanting to learn is what's led me deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole of like my curiosity and then wanting to find those answers yeah i mean i don't necessarily think you have to have a whole picture like you're not even supposed to you're just supposed to see the next step Mm -hmm. of like what needs to be done right and like from that step you try to implement a plan, right? To just <laughs> yo, <laughs> you got a squeaky service. mic. Um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, just taking that next step and then implementing a plan, mm-hmm. right? That just forecasts out like your next moves for the next couple of months. Right. Like that's all. Know. That's all you can do. You're you never know? gonna know all the answers. Right. Which I think is what's the fun I think about that's it. That's the important thing. <laughs> that, dude, if you're listening or whatever, I don't know who exactly where the target market is here, but nobody actually knows all the answers. Even Ed Milet, Alex Hermosi, these people don't know the answers either. They're still asking questions and there's still people that are doing better than them. Right. And they're still learning every day. Right. And I think a big moment. Right. Like, how Cash Money Mike, he's getting mentored. You know, right. somebody that's super savvy in the space, he still has questions. Mm-hmm. Been doing it for years, yep. right? <sighs> he won't even he won't even disclose how many units. How many units? He says <laughs> between one and five hundred. And is I it? think a huge moment for that is when, at least for me personally, is when I started realizing my parents, right? Because your parents are like your first source of security in mm-hmm. this world. So when I started realizing and maturing a little bit and asking my parents questions. Honestly, my dad being honest, like, I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know. Google it. Just under, like, starting to realize that, you know, you make your parents these superheroes in your head. And then you start getting older and you realize, oh, my gosh. Right. Like, right. they're just everybody's figuring human. it out, too. Literally. That's like. I say everybody's, everybody's figuring it out. To an extent, everybody's just an adult baby. They're all right. just trying to figure it out, just like all of us. Some of us are a little bit more, you know, emotionally intelligent, a little bit more curious a little bit more open-minded figuring out higher level things a little bit less ignorant and those are the people that end up right over a long enough time span just go a little bit further right um yeah well i mean like why why did we all just so happen to choose real estate i mean i think real estate is for instance again personal experience financial advising like finance major, understanding the stock market. I think doing calculations, again, my ultimate goal is to retire. Starting to do calculations for what retirement looks like, Mm -hmm. how much you got to invest, all that. With that curiosity, also, everyone's going to introduce real estate at some point. But real estate, that being said, real estate, I believe, is the best investment vehicle you can have. You get, there's four ways to earn income slash save on taxes. You get cash flow, price appreciation, depreciation, and equity buildup. Mm. America yep. is going to become a renter's nation. America, American business will not fail. People will always need somewhere to live. It's a real asset. It's It appreciates historically over time. It's just, it seems as if it's one of the best inv- investment vehicles out there. And people that I looked up to, Donald Trump, 
when I was younger, I used to say I wanted to be the Hispanic Donald Trump. <laughs> I wanted to own a city. Like I would say that mm-hmm. shit. And like, dude, his dad gave him a million dollars. He turned it into the Trump, like using real estate, mm-hmm. doing big commercial deals. Right. Like, yeah, dude. I mean, ultimately, real estate is. There's a couple of different ways to do it. You, either you do it through, right, investing in real estate, or you basically build a business or a service, mm-hmm. right, product or service. Um, honestly, like real estate's just, it's a, it's the easier route because people don't even realize like, dude, you could buy a house, right? If, if you have certain variables in place, right, you can literally buy a house for like, you know, 8K. So like, it's really not that much money to get into stuff, even less, right? You can right. buy houses using other people's money and you spend yeah. $0 like of your you, own, right? You don't, again, it's just, you got to create leverage. Leverage is literally how everything works, mm-hmm. ultimately. Real estate is like the most dynamic, unpredictable, and I'm not talking about like the markets. I'm just talking about like working in the world of real estate. Mm-hmm. It's unpredictable. Mm-hmm. I've never had the same day. I've never had the same conversations, and it's just like, it's just like f- fun as fuck. Yeah, like I dude. enjoy it. And I enjoy looking at numbers and seeing like potential cash flow. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, and you're not doing any complex algebra or mm-hmm. calculus. Right. It's, it's just like numbers are numbers. With Excel, and it's Excel kind of does a lot of that shit for you. Right. Right. It's just Excel, literally. And the yeah. cool thing about it is like, it's essentially riskless. Like that's literally what wholesaling is. Like. Right. You don't have to, like, you don't have any risk going into these deals. Worst case, you can just cancel. You just can't be complacent, and you right. can't be lazy. Well, right? Also, I think that comes with our business model as well, because I feel like, I mean, we, we've never done this, right? But some people go out there, they spend 5K on a marketing, direct-to-seller marketing campaign. They have no idea what they're doing. They spend their whole marketing budget in the first month. They don't plan for 90 days of consistency. Or, and then they lose yeah. 5K and they're like, oh, right? So, like, yeah. obviously, wholesaling is 100% riskless if we use, like, our model that we all kind of focus on. But, like, that's another thing, right? Like, you know, like ask some questions. Right. Like, figure out what your risks are. Yep. Sorry. There's a right way. And a wrong way. way. I was like, dude, someone's, I've seen I videos where people are out there fucking... Well, I was just talking about it. Just trying to fucking wholesale. Right. And then they think, well, it's like, essentially oh, riskless because you don't have to put up any of your own money. You can find deals. Yes, there. you may need to spend money to find the deal. Ultimately, there are smarter ways where you don't have to spend money. Like, anybody can do it. But, you know, getting a, con- a property under contract, like, initially, that's kind of like a big deal to you. And literally, you can just, like, back out. Like, right. And you're you're free from it. Like yeah. there's no collateral damage to you whatsoever. I believe we probably cancel like over ninety percent of our contracts. Is that is you can that's a fair statement? Uh, I don't is think it it's that high, point? but nah, it's, it's, it's a lot. We cancel like a lot. No, of we our do can, we do cancel a lot, but we're out here locking shit up and canceling it right away. Yeah, dude, this shit hurts my heart. Yeah, every time as Cam a real team, can't, can't. But I honestly, I think that's interesting as well because we just talked about you know like maybe a direct selling campaign or whatnot. Mm. But you know the way we have attacked wholesaling is pretty interesting, and I think what's also cool from like sitting in me and Deco's side of the equation, right, is it's been so cool to be able to leverage right mm. someone like you, Baby Green, mm. 
to to not to get you guys to see because you were on the left side of real real estate, right? Yeah, yeah. And then be like, yo, there's this side. We obviously we're all making money, right? We're all leveraging each other, and then it's giving you also like the ability to see time, location, and financial freedom while using somewhat of a unique strategy. I mean, now right. it's kind of I don't know if maybe we're just getting into it more, but like now it seems like everyone right. kind of has this, kind and of it thing. essentially brings you know consistent business right with like a fraction of the work time right. that you would be doing in you know for first time home buyers and right. stuff like that and the so. name well so if, if you guys didn't know I'm an investor friendly realtor and that's what they're talking about hey, and that's that's what I like I thought that residential was the only way to do it and then Alec and Deco Alec and Deco put me on to investor friendly realty and then I started to, like, think about it. And then I was like, wait, like, I'm putting in multiple offers a day, multiple chances of going under contract and closing, rather than having one client help them once, and then they might want to buy a house again in five years. Like, I'm doing that every single day. Yeah, and so my earning capacity is skyrocketed. It takes emotion out of it, right? Like... And I do, I do want to say, just because you kind of started, and it's probably not a deep, but it's like, in terms of me and you, like, I was obviously on the phone with you a lot, but you got to realize, like, when we were hanging up, I was turning to him, like, yo, Camo's getting it, Camo's <laughs> getting it, and he's like, yo, okay, talk to you, like, I'm like, dude, can we try and, can we try and get him on the team now? He's like, Alec, relax, bro, like, not yet, we gotta keep working, <laughs> Deco, he's seeing it, like, let's go, and then like, we did right, it, and we started like, closing some shit, it was in the works for quite a while, <laughs> bro, we was it really, dude, yeah, dude. no idea, for like three months, we were building, because I wanted to do it, but he was like, you know what, like, let's make sure we, we got it good, before. Mm. and that's another thing, like, the, between me and his relationship, like, sometimes, I play that devil's advocate role, but he checks me so many times, where I'm mm. like, trying to jump, do something crazy. He's like, yo, let's take a step down. Right. Uh, so I just wanted to mention it. But also, not only does it give you extra earning capacity because of the amount of offers you're able to put out, but also, there's no, we don't even have to really talk, right? Like, right. it's not like you're dealing with me. I'm walking in like, yeah. man, I don't like that the backyard <laughs> is here and there's no Publix here. If it doesn't it's have a roof, who gives numbers, a fuck? We bro. want it. Right. Like, we want to buy the goddamn threes. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> It's awesome. I fucking love real estate. Um, now, one that I think that Alec is going to have a lot to speak on is your favorite personal philosophy and how you use it. My favorite personal philosophy? Yeah. Probably my, like, life's mission statement, um, which for those of you who actually get this, like, shout out to the ones who truly get <laughs> it. My life's mission is to move as an unplugged stoic with the ability to have an overwhelming passion for life, an unwavering positive perspective, and the ability to appreciate the blessings of everyday life. That oh. That is my personal mission, life statement. I mean, I had some crazy life events that just gave me so much clarity on what I truly believe to be the three most important things in life, and that is having an overwhelming positive perspective like I truly pride myself on that like I got perspective tattooed on myself at 18 mm. and that's just something that you know before my life even got crazy that word and that kind of concept of life was just getting instilled in me instilled in me instilled mm -hmm. in me and perspective is a bitch bro because right. once your eyes are open to perspective 
there's no more excuses. You lose the victim mentality, and your That's your a life whole opens up to absolutely everything. And then an unwavering passion for life. Right. I mean, dude, just to get to wake up every day with passion and, and right. to get to truly, like, push your life forward and try and do something. Like, we have a finite time right. on this planet, bro. Like, it goes quick. If you if you wander and you drift a little bit and you close your eyes for just a half second too long, dude, 10 years passes. And that shit right. happens quick. So just to, like, you know, move with that unwavering passion for life and then the ability to appreciate the blessing of everyday life. Again, I mean, that one's a little deep for me just because life comes and goes fast, bro. And, like, to get to wake up and see a fucking tree. Like, dude, you see you know how blessed we are to get to see the fucking sunrise, bro? <laughs> like, to just be up. And people don't even ever right. appreciate the blessing of the fact that you are living. You know how many people die every day, bro? You know how many children in the hospital die? You know how many kids in Africa dying and that's not like a like a sad thing right it's life it's the circle of life but we get to live so right. like th- that's my and to move as an unplugged stoic hashtag Rolo Tomasi <laughs> hashtag the boys Justin Wallard unplugged me and then stoicism you gotta be a stoic as men we gotta be stoics unemotional be unemotional moving we're moving we're taking our we're moving fast baby to That's piggy- my personal philosophy. <laughs> to piggyback on kind of what Alex said, because you spoke a lot about, you know, like waking up and just feeling blessed. Um, I've, you know, not level five, but not really level five because we're on a podcast. I don't want to share too much. O- open up, bro. Come <laughs> but, on. We but hear we, we, I've lost some friends along the way. And whether that be like just them cutting off or them passing away, unfortunately, it's just like, I started, like, I had this epiphany where I was like, we only get one of these lives. Imagine playing it safe the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not here to be working in an office. I'm not here to just, like, be paying my, struggling to pay my bills. I'm here to fucking take it all. Like, I'm going to conquer the world. And this is like, like, I only get one of these things. I, I'm not playing it safe. That's kind of like, that's a short version of my philosophy. Like, Ooh. fuck it. It's all mine for the taking. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> fuck it, Dude. bro. And like, that, with that energy, it's like being able to release, release that to the universe. It's like, it's just faith. Right? Like, just having faith. Like, fuck it, bro. Why kinda not? Like, why not me? Why, why, why not me, bro? <laughs> like, like, fuck you. Watch this. Right. Like, you I'm making this happen. Absolutely. Dude. Why not me? That's another philosophy, actually. Straight up. Uh-huh. Like, going through, like, all the questions in my head, whether it's, like, self-doubt or insecurities or whatever it may be, like, who's going to be the most successful? Who's going to be the fittest, the happiest, the healthiest? And I was just, like, it was never, the the answer to that question was always, like, I don't know. Or, I, like, literally just, I don't know. But then I started to answer with another question, and that question was, why not me? Exactly. Why can't I be the most successful? Like, yeah. literally, why not? And not only is that a powerful question to ask, but also you got to realize, like, your subconscious right. is hearing you, you confirm can, that. Why yeah, not me? Dude. And it's answering that question in your sleep. You and can, every time you give it evidence of why not me, 
it's fucking remembering that and you're super you're reprogramming your supercomputer. Our brains are fucking supercomputers. <laughs> yeah, dude. What about you, Dico? You uh dude, you can be the one, right? That's literally it. I I always live by dude, like become your own superhero. Like, because nobody else is gonna do it for you. You can't, right. you can't lean on anybody but yourself. At the end of the day, like, so for me, it, I've just always instilled in myself, like, to make sure that I'm looking very hard at the habits that I'm utilizing on a daily basis. What, what are they? Good and bad, right? Mm-hmm. I've always been like super anal about my habits, mm-hmm. like. Um, you know, are you working out? What's your diet look like? You know, what's your mental health look like? That was, you know, mm-hmm. that was a struggle for me for the longest time. Um, you know, what do your relationships look like? What do your finances look like? All all the habits you that you instill around those three things: health, wealth, relationships. Like that is ultimately what just transcends you. To levels that like you could never even imagine, right? You know? So, it's like the slight edge. Yeah. I mean, in a way, it's his <laughs> own slight edge principle. Jeff Olson, another another book that Alex Jeff Olson <laughs> plug, bro. Because what we do on a daily basis, our habits, and this is me sitting next to a man who's who's on his shit. Like I've always known him to Facts. be always super on his shit. It's like he opened my eyes up to it almost, right? Through fitness, because that's the easiest way to like directly see it. But then getting to know him more, like oh shit. But it's like the slide edge. Like, dude, your your life is going up or it's going down. You're never coasting. Like, that doesn't even exist. That's that's a really good point. Yep. So, I mean, analyzing what you're actually doing on a daily basis will tell you where you're going. Yeah, it's dude, and just science. being being brutally honest, you know? Taking care of those little things that are just as easy to do, but also just as easy not to do. Mm-hmm. Like... Like, if you're able to do those little tiny things that are just so, like, back of your mind, last thing you think about, but you still do them anyways. Right. Dude. That I started to do that, and my life has significantly changed mm-hmm. in the past three months. Yeah, yeah, dude. Stupid shit, right? Like, like, stupid shit. I'm like, I won't litter. And I won't, I won't, I won't steal lemonade from Chipotle. Like, you know when you get the water cup <laughs> and then you put other drinks in it? I was like, I won't do that. <laughs> and I won't litter anymore, and I'm gonna read ten pages a day. And just those three simple disciplines, right? Compounded over the slight edge. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! Right. What a yeah, year! If, we're, if we're talking about, if we've been talking about money, and Jeff Olson talks about this, like compound interest and compounding your money doesn't just go for money, like that goes for life. Yeah, dude. Ultimately, like. The way that I kind of see it is the more in alignment you are with your goals and what you want out of Mm -hmm. life, like your true and utter desire, the louder and more clear, like you can hear that voice behind you that's holding you to those standards that your brain subconsciously knows you have to perform at Mm -hmm. to get to that level, right? So it's it's just important to like... One, you, you have to know what direction you are going in. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be a perfect straight line. Like, But you need to have an end goal, right? And then create little mini goals, right. steps to accomplish that and to be able to, like, check in with yourself 
right. to make sure that you are on track to getting to where you want to be. Right. Because, I mean, again, it compounds. Yeah. And it can compound. It can compound in a good way mm-hmm. or it can compound in a bad way. Right. Right. And that's why it's so important to do those things that aren't easy to do or that are easy to do and not just easy as to do. Jesus. Yeah. But, but yeah, you can compound in either way. It just, it's that little tiny decision that you make. I think what he said is so valuable because, right, like, once you get clear where you're going, mm-hmm. you start, you know, making those little baby habits and you hear that subconscious talking to you. But I think kind of going back to what we almost started with is like, it also makes it so much easier to say no. Because you have to make less decisions mm-hmm. because you are so clear. You do understand where you're going. You've already built habits into it. You're clear on your purpose, your definite major purpose. You're trying to achieve that. You know how you're going to achieve it. So when you get asked a question, oh, hey, let's go do this. Nah, it's so much easier to start eliminating the distractions, eliminating the bad dopamine, eliminating the stupid shit, start getting better habits, start getting more mm-hmm. in alignment with that next self. Because you've defined that next self. You've defined your definite right. major purpose. And now you're able to train that no-go muscle just as much as you need to be able to train that go muscle on the slide edge. You need to, to get there. At a certain point, you got to start saying no to shit. Right. And, and just being so clear on that helps you say no to the things that are not in alignment with the habits that you need to create to become the person you want to become. Well, what if, what if I have a clear idea of where I want to go? Or maybe I'll make this just a statement. It might, you might have a clear idea of where you want to go, but I don't think you'll ever have a clear idea on what you have to do to do it. I think you just kind of mm-hmm. figure that out along the way. Yeah. And that's what the curiosity and the questions well, and the answers. Ask people that are already there. Right. <laughs> well, that's that's because Alex Hormozzi talks about like Gary Vee didn't have Gary Vee. Yeah. But old people always like, yo, like kids have it so easy nowadays. But isn't that kind of the point? Like, isn't that evolution? Yeah, dude, mm-hmm. it's, it's easier than ever now. Right. right. But it's also... It's, it's easier yep, than ever. Yep. No, nah, I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's easier than ever, right? There's a lot of information out there that makes it a little bit murky. Like, you, there's so many ways in this world that you can get success, whatever it looks like for you, right? right. There's infinite numbers of ways to get there. But what people tend to struggle with is there, they think that just one way will get there, right? And they mm. just got to find, like, the right one, right? right? But ultimately, if they just stick with the one... Long enough. Long enough right. to see the success, that's all the, that they won't have to... Ch- they, they give up too quickly mm-hmm. in specific ones. That could work if they just... Right? Do you guys see, like, that... Um, It pops up on my social media, but, like, the guy that's, like hatcheting the rocks yeah and getting closer the, to the, the diamond. diamonds on the yeah, oh, that yeah. shit kills me because it's yeah. always like what if you're the one that turns yeah. around when it's right there right and ultimately like that's what people do when they are just constantly jumping from one yep. you know way that could definitely work just because they thought that this success it's uninformed optimism I say it all the time bro like they don't they don't stick through it until like through the part you know, they have all this motivation up front. Motivation will not last. Mm-hmm. The goals that you set, right, what you truly want, and, like, identifying with that, like, merging your identity with what that is, what that looks like for you, is what pushes you through, makes you more consistent, mm-hmm. so that 
you smash right through that rock, you find the diamond, and then mm-hmm. you find the next, and then the next, and right. you keep going. What's that thing you always say if you don't, what? If you don't quit, you can't lose. Yep. Also, I want to bring it back, because I was going to take it, honestly, I'm glad I let you go, so I was going to take this shit a completely different way. <laughs> it's easier than ever in two ways. YouTube, chat GBT, throw it in there now. Like, we have fucking AI. It's easier than ever. Mm. But also, yeah. the competition, right, because we're men. This is a fucking yep, competitive game. We're playing entrepreneurship, the game of fucking life. Mm-hmm. The competition is easier than ever because they can't even stop whacking their own goddamn dicks. <laughs> Dude. Go go ahead. Dude. Go on. Because think about it. Like, we're competing against kids that with all the same information, they can't even get off the PS5. They can't even get off fantasy football. Like, mm-hmm. we're the level, it's easier than ever, and the level of competition is lower than ever. So it's like you don't even have to be, it's not even like back in the day maybe when you had to go out and market door-to-door sales and like you had to be good at it and no, everyone was trying. Like, dude, if you just show up and you have a Wi-Fi signal and you're a little bit disciplined and a little bit committed, there's no reason you can't see some sort of success, bro. Because you're competing against fucking NPCs, bro. Brain bots. Right. There's a lot of our society. (laughs) Relax. Nowadays. Right, there's a lot of things prevalent in it that make us blindly addicted to dopamine. And they actually, it's undeserving dopamine because it's, right, you get it. It's immediate. You get that hit, right, it's instant gratification. You get it three minutes, five minutes, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. Junk food, right, porn, drugs, like it's all just right there, you know? You don't even have to... Like, that is your reward system, like, your internal reward system. So, like, it has to be, for you to progress in life, it has to be latched onto something that is actually, indeed, progressing you forward. Right. If it's not, you're literally just depleting yourself and numbing yourself to life. And I think that's the difference between the people who make it and who don't. Like, where do you get your dopamine from? I think I can speak for all three of us here, that we get our dopamine by hitting KPIs. By getting a deal under contract, by showing up, by being consistent, by talking business, by doing a fucking podcast. Like, sure I don't know about you guys, but I'm fucking yeah, dude, trying buzzing right now. This shit is this shit is insane. Like, we've always we talked about it, and we said it in the beginning, but like we just like we saw an opportunity and we were like, fuck it. Eleven, yeah, it's almost eleven p.m. now on a Friday, by the way. So back to your. Uh, what'd you say? The competition's low as ever. Yeah. All the people who are out drinking right now in college, partying on a Friday night, we are surpassing them and we're lapping and we're doing laps around them. Mm. And we are, we're just like, like this is what we, this is what we have wired our brains to love to do. But their brains are wired to love to drink and party and get their dopamine from hitting on chicks and drinking and whatever it may be. Hopefully. This is... Hopefully they're fucking hitting on chicks, bro. Hopefully they have enough balls that they didn't waste all their semen and they're ready to go out and actually start taking shots. Because not only that, think about how sad this is. And I think about this all the time. Think about the kids, right, who are maybe wasting, right? Maybe they're playing video games. Maybe they're not even out drinking, whatever. Think about the kids who are doing, let's say they're going out to pick up chicks. And I was this guy for a while, so that's why I'm so passionate about this. But not only are we surpassing them, but then they're going out to get fucked up to try and pick up chicks, but then they 
They get fucked up. They go out, and then they're too scared to actually go approach the chicks to try and hit on the chicks. So they're losing twice because now we're getting better than them. Two, they have to go to bed knowing that they were little bitches and they didn't step up to go talk to the girl. And then three, they whack off to go to bed anyway. And it's like that is the the cycle they get caught in. Right. Because they never just take the time to take a step back from their life and analyze the fucking chessboard. And I think, I mean, say that you are that guy and this is a wake-up call. And, you know, you're like, oh, I don't want to do that anymore. The things that they do every weekend, like you talk, Deco talked about habits earlier. Like that's that's a habit for them. Mm-hmm. Like when Friday night comes, like their their inner mind is yeah. like, okay, time to party. Yeah. But like Friday comes for us, we're like just another work day. Right. Saturday comes, like, am I sleeping in? No. Dude, I Fucking hopping a, back on the computer. The opportunity, like I love it on Fridays and Saturdays. I actually get a little bit more juiced up. Yeah. I'm like, dude, it's Friday night. I know. I know that what's we're going the only on in the motherfuckers world, doing like, this right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Like, yeah, I'm like juiced up. Yeah. Makes me happy. This is our dopamine. And we're fucking blessed to even be able to say that. Yeah, we're blessed and unstoppable beings, bro. We're limitless. Absolutely. Shit is so crazy. I mean, do you guys have any other th- things to talk about? Man, shit, bro. Don't even I, I could go forever, but maybe should we just since it's like an inaugural, let's say. Should we just, like, wrap up what we've done so far in terms of, like, maybe our actual relationship and, like, business and actual wholesaling? We never really, like, maybe we can do, like, a quick wrap-up of how we actually work together, what we do, visionary, integrator, act specialist, investors-friendly agent. We've done kind of a little bit of deals together, how that's looked, kind of the value. I don't know. I feel like that would be... Give some cred, some credibility. Yeah, I guess some credibility because, obviously, like, it's interesting because we're all in a little bit different, not only aspects of business, but also a little bit journeys, right? Because you're still in college. We've graduated college. Integrator. Visionary. Yep. Investor-friendly agent. <laughs> I thought you didn't have anything to say about me. Dude, investor-friendly agent, uh-huh. bro. Building to take the leap to not have to worry about fucking class anymore. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yep. I just think it's interesting how we've all been able to, to come together find our own roles, find our own responsibilities, and everyone's win, 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 win with the other two. But right. Like, Everybody's, now, everybody at this table, their life looks a little bit different. But there's major commonalities between us, and that's why it works. Right. Because right? we're all similar. But I think one of the topics that maybe I wanted to ask about, it's like maybe the victim mindset, but also like... um. Like, when people are like, oh, I don't have time. Like, I literally... <sighs> oh, I like this. Okay. I have... I'm a full-time realtor. I'm a full-time entrepreneur trying to grow my business. I have five classes that I take this semester. I film videos. I post two times a day, five days a week. And I still have time for the shit that I want to do. So, like, give me some time management things that you guys could like maybe shine some light on for people who are like, you know, I just don't have time to like start building, like just start learning all the time. Like, yeah. So firstly, I think the most important thing to do from that is look at the words that you're using. Mm. Don't have, can't have, Mm -hmm. right. Mm. Those are, you're giving your power away in that instance. As soon, even if you don't even necessarily realize 
the underlying implication. Just change the words to will not and I am deciding not to. Mm-hmm. It gives you the power, right? If they start saying, oh, I don't have time to work out, replace it, I am choosing not to work out. Then they start to actually, their brain's like, okay, why am I choosing to not? Right. It's just because I'm not prioritizing it. Well, what am I prioritizing over it? Right? It's just like your brain is smart. Like it starts to jump through the hurdles to come up with a solution. And is it is it a good solution or mm. is it one that's, you know, hurting you? Right? Right. I, I mean, I do think that if people are brutally honest with themselves, they do know what is good for them and what is bad. And they just come up with excuses as to why they can't. Right. Um, and it's just because I think they have an identity problem, right? They just don't, they don't necessarily like, they're, they're, they're running away from the issue rather than just facing it head on, right? The people that don't look in the mirror when they're 50 pounds overweight, mm-hmm. right? And they're in denial of the aspect that they even think that they're overweight because, you know, their next door neighbor's overweight as well. They look normal mm-hmm. in our society, right? So it's like, I guess to bring it full circle, look at the words you're using, right? Look at what you are. Look, Just write out what your day looks like, right? What are you doing on a day-to-day basis? Mm-hmm. And ultimately, like, what, what do you want to change about yourself if you're not happy with yourself, right? right? Um, and then just make sure you put a plan in action. To, you put a plan down to take action on small incremental steps. It doesn't have to be right. Something that's absolutely earth shattering Mm -hmm. like health. Everybody struggles with going to the gym consistently. Right. People that don't even like it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like Alec didn't necessarily even identify with himself. He was an athlete, but he never really identified up until like, you know, year and a half, two years ago. Yeah, and I wouldn't with even himself. say that much. Like, really, I think like within the last six months, after have putting in my first true six months, like going through seventy five hard, like putting my first six months of real consistent work in, I was starting like, oh, I am someone that works out. Like it took, I am. It took like two mm-hmm. years of half ass working out before I finally like identified with the fact, you know, I am right. And that's <laughs> for me, it was like a lot of mental. Like I didn't even know what to do in the gym. I think that with, like, our the way we word things, like, Alec, you always say, like, get to rather than have to. Mm-hmm. I think even that's, like, like, yeah, we have a supercomputer in our head, but we can also, like, it's really easy to, like, manipulate it or trick it. Yeah, just Changing that, like, yeah, you're pre-programming, exactly. And I think that just people... It's everything. I think that everything that we do is like a habit. Mm-hmm. It's got to be built around a habit, like the way that we speak to ourselves, the way that we go about our days, the way that we structure our days. Mm-hmm. So if we were to time block or, you know, time manage, you got to change like your habits. Yeah. Like right. what's your, how are you, what are you doing habitually every single day? When I wake up and I hear that alarm, I know I'm heading to the computer and it's time to start working. Right. Right. Like, because I, I have that cue. Yeah, what is it? Cue response. Yourself. Cue craving response reward. What right. is it, Deco? Do you remember? Do you remember all four this time? <laughs> I never, I only remember <laughs> three of them ever. But dude, this like, one I would say, dude, you don't have time to not have time. Mm. Like you truly don't because you're worrying about not having time and time is just passing you by. Right. One. Two, I think for me, planning, 
one, you need to have a plan, obviously. But once you have a plan and you're kind of clear, planning your day, the day, like, the night before, mm-hmm. I have seen, like, has really helped me. I, be, I carry a yellow notepad, and I've been really, I mean, I want to say I've been doing it for, like, six months. But I don't know if that's an exaggeration. Maybe longer, maybe less. Mm-hmm. But, like, planning my day on a notepad has really, really helped me a lot because I can, even if I don't hit it, I at least know, oh, right. I wasted this time. I could do better here, right? Making mm-hmm. it more efficient and effective. Also, this one's a little bit more mindset But for me, waking up and starting my first hour unplugged from all of society, like not looking at my phone right when I wake mm-hmm. up, staying off Instagram, meditating, reading, getting in the cold shower, drinking water, maybe not, you know, starting my day off correctly mm-hmm. allows me to optimize my time for the rest of the day because I truly feel like I'm biohacking. Like, mm-hmm. I really feel like I'm biohacking life and, like, that almost gives me more energy to make more use of my time. Right. And also understanding exactly, we talk about like our eight marbles. We choose eight things that we want in our life. And then if my time is not going to one of those eight marbles, then it's being wasted. Right. So it, again, mm-hmm. it, it makes you have less decisions. <laughs> yeah. I think just like that simple of understanding you don't have enough time to not have time. Planning the night before and then starting your morning off in some sort of gratitude, reconnecting with your purpose and even, you know, setting an intention and re-looking at your schedule right. helps with time management, right? And then you just got to take action on what you, the processes you're putting in. Well, I think that there's, because there's an interesting thing about planning, right? Like, like you plan out your whole day, and you're like, I'm going to do this, this, and this. However, how do you react when you don't, when everything doesn't go according to plan, right? And I think that's the difference maker. Is like, do you just collapse and completely like just go to shit because your plan didn't go to fruition, or do you just roll with the punches? So like, uh, a plan isn't the way that it's supposed to go. It's just a way to get to the starting line. Damn, mm-hmm. that actually just affected me <laughs> a lot, bro. Right, I'm not gonna lie. That ass. I swear to you. <laughs> but it's like it's because uh, my mom like she plans her days to a T, and when she doesn't. When she doesn't have it go exactly the way that she wants, the day's fucked. Like, I would call her, and it would be 7 a.m. in California. And she's like, hey, Camo, it's just really not a good day. I'm like, it's 7 a.m. How the fuck have you already had a bad day? Yeah, literally. And she's like, oh, this thing didn't go right. I'm like, mom, like, that's, it's just a plan. Like, that's not set in stone. Mm -hmm. So I think that if you're able to roll with that, like, that's what, like, if you keep progressing... And back to momentum. You just got to keep the momentum going. You just let me release <laughs> some things because I'm like, at the end of the day, sometimes I look at my notepad and I'm like, fuck, right. I didn't do this, this, and But then I, now when you're saying that, I'm looking like, shit, a lot of times, like most of the things, if not all the things I wanted to get done are done, mm-hmm. but it just didn't happen in perfect order. And maybe right. I, and I honestly was like being a little bit hard on myself, but you right. almost just like, not almost like, you just allowed me to release that little tension that I carry at that Well, time. even like, I think me personally, I think that to-do lists suck. And the reason why is because you set all these to-do lists and, like, to-dos. When you don't do it, all you, you don't focus on what you did. You focus on what you didn't do. So what if instead of making a to-do list, you made a done list at the end of the day? Then you only focus on the things that you did do. Mm-hmm. However, you should always, like, I, I can't, I don't know the best way to think of the things that you didn't do. Maybe instead of having a checklist, you just write down the stuff that you did do and then you're on a separate list. You have the things that you still need to do. Yeah, just like a random thoughts. Rather than, rather than didn't do, 
I didn't, or what, how would you word it? It's just the parts that you completed. Like, it's the affirmative that you did it, right? Right. It's. I'm speaking more like the didn't do. Like, you, you were talking about how we should reword that. How would you reword, I didn't do this, to? Um, that's a, honestly, that's a good question. I don't, I don't know how I would. But you, you, you just, but you just <laughs> spoke about it like a second ago. Are you? Right. Like, but, the way that we flip those words. Yeah. Yeah. Like from. Well, I just think in terms of conceptually, what, if there are obviously things that you did do mm-hmm. and that you didn't do. Right. I just think you look at the polar opposite. It's the stuff that you did do. Well, what I'm going to say, like, if you didn't get something done, it says, oh, I didn't get it done. I was not able to prioritize it with the time that I had. Mm, it there didn't, you go. You know, like, right. It didn't hit. It didn't make it on my priority list. I right. chose. I prioritized right. watching. I well, chose this was, doing Yeah, this was also the tangent. Uh, the little side piece I was going to put in was, like, you have your to-do list, but there are aspects of that to-do list. They are all important, mm-hmm. but there are some that are, like, definitely more, they move the needle a little bit more, right, mm-hmm. in your day. Right. Maybe you get more satisfaction out of it. Maybe it's the thing that you absolutely just need to get done on a day-to-day basis, right? Mm-hmm. Like, for me, one of my biggest ones I will never get rid of is just working out. Like, I do not give one shit if it's on a day that I am lifting, like, that's that's getting done. Non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. At it, there's nothing else, right? Like, um, there's another way I was gonna take that. Just well, you want to get you want to get like two to three things that are gonna move the needle mm-hmm. the most in your day done, right. and you should prioritize them. Like if you're a procrastinator, like. I think everybody has a little bit of procrastination in them. That's why they need to prioritize the things that are the most important and get them done Mm -hmm. earlier on in the day when you are your freshest, you're at your most optimal performance you, right? right? And then ultimately, the ones that give you, those are usually the ones that give you the most satisfaction of the day. So then you're almost on this like little mini high throughout the day, right? Um, Now, what happens if... One sec, um, let me finish. Um, I was going to take it to this. I also think like, for instance, when you're hard on yourself for the things that you didn't do, it is important to not catastrophize the situation, right? So I'll take it to like, kind of like a, a cutting analogy, right? Or like a intermittent fasting. Let's, Let's just go there, right? Let's say, you know, you didn't hit your, you ate after your time, right? It's important not to just say, oh, fuck it. Like, you know, I didn't, I didn't get there, you know, like, let me, I just broke my entire fast, right? right? Just hop on it the next day. Mm-hmm. If it's a lifestyle, if it's just a temporary thing that you're just trying, then it's like, just get back on it. If it's mm-hmm. something that you like, like, don't catastrophize the situation. If you do, because right. everybody steps out a little bit. Nobody's perfect, right? right. When you're cutting, like. You do go over on your macros a little bit sometimes. It doesn't mean that I undereat tomorrow. I just get back on it, right? Right. Because like everything, like your body, you know, it's used to habit. Like it likes knowing what to expect, mm-hmm. right? Um, so ultimately, even if you fractionalize, like, you know, stepping out of a line, mm-hmm. 
are stepping out of line, like just based off of your standards, like ordinarily it's not going to, it's really not going to do um, any harm right. over the long term. Right. right. And I think um, like you and I have talked about this before, like when something does go wrong, like we're able to rebound faster now. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Go elaborate. So, I like it's like whenever you're trying to start implementing a habit, right? Like mm-hmm. for me, I used to vape, mm-hmm. right? So, I was saying for like a year and a half, oh, I'm quitting vaping. And I was never like for a little bit I was bad like chain smoking. You got into <laughs> that shit bad, but like it would be I would say, "Oh, I'm quitting." I would stop for maybe let's say I lasted 3 weeks for the first mm-hmm. time. And then I would I would break it again and then it would I would smoke 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 for maybe two months and then I'd be like oh I'm quitting again last four weeks but then I would break and then I was making it a month and a half and then I was like oh I'm quitting again so it's like whenever you start implementing those habits I think it's important when when you do fail just start noticing how quick you're snapping back yep with lifting you know Mm -hmm. before I started lifting with deco really heavy I would Workout, 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 not workout. And it could be six months before I started working out again. Now, I mean, at least going on a walk, right? Mm-hmm. There, I don't see there being two days in a row that I don't go outside for at least an hour right. and just walk around. Right. Like, my standard, my internal standard, who I define myself as now has changed because if too many days <laughs> go by without working out or being outside and being active, it doesn't feel normal anymore. Right. So it's just understanding that you're going to fail, but just trying to snap back as fast as possible. I'm just kind of building off of what he was saying. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. If you, right. You you just did it a lot better than I did. Just don't, don't hop off of it just because you fucked up. Right. That's, that's as easy as it gets. How bad, how how fast can you bounce back? Everybody does take breaks as well. You know, like there's times where I like, in terms of like fitness, like it's not a, nothing is in life is a straight line. Like fitness is definitely one of them. Dude, I've, I've fucked off for a couple months. There's been phases in my life where like lifting wasn't, you know, the best thing. I still got it done. Yes. They were maybe like 60, 80% lifts. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but then you also have those phases where, you know, they're like 110% lifts. Right. And it's just important to still do the action, Mm -hmm. even if it's not necessary. You can almost like go through the motions mm-hmm. of it and it is still productive in the grand scheme of things because you still did it. Right. right? And that's like, I mean, that 60% workout mm-hmm. was the little push on the windmill. And yeah. so was that 80%. Right. Then you have that 110% big one. Then you might drop back down to 80, right? Mm-hmm. But it's all about like you, you doing that, you're mastering the art of showing up. Mm-hmm. Even if you're going to have... You know, maybe you lift one weight. Yeah. You still showed up. Yeah, and James Clear in Atomic, Atomic right. Habits, he literally talks like when he's trying to get people to start hitting the gym and losing weight, mm-hmm. he tells them just show up. Yep. Just literally walk in and walk out the gym. Yep. Just walk in, walk out, walk in, walk out. Because mm-hmm. you're building the habit of showing up. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're going to get there, and one day you're going to be like, man, maybe I should just hit a five-minute run. Which is actually like the hardest part is just showing up. Right, I do think that like if somebody, I d- I do think health, fitness, and sports is the first step to becoming a person that could fucking win in life. 
Like yeah. that's the because as soon as you start, and this is the other thing, and this is why people never even start is because they their desire for why they're getting started is just a physical like appearance, and mm-hmm. that's not that's not what it should be. It should be like how it makes you feel, mm. right? The endorphins that get pumping, right? When you are able to look at yourself in the mirror, you always say it. It's like, and just respect. You you start to respect yourself more, mm. right? Because it's, you know, it's not an easy thing lifting, you know? You're literally putting your body under duress, yeah. and, like, you withstood it for, you know, a certain duration. Like, it's, mm. it's, um, it's just fulfilling, right? Mm. You, you did something. Going on a run, you mm. know? Runner's high. Like, it, it literally just puts this sensation into you that like you just can't replace it right Right. um ultimately when you start to build that relationship with yourself then you can just take it so much further in so many other areas of your life right yep um so yeah dude like people that do want to get started that don't really have the right mindset um i would just say just literally start working out honestly but do it for the right reasons right and start to become aware of how it makes you feel you have anything else we can edit this part out And we're we're trying to make a a season here. We could keep. I could keep going. I know. Well, do we want? I just I just kind of like like we're kind of killing like five birds with one stone right now. We're talking with the boys. We're having high and like high IQ conversations. Oh yeah. We're getting content for the social media. We're filming a podcast. Yeah. In this dope ass studio. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And like. I don't know. This is the, uh, there's literally nothing else that I would be rather doing right now. Yeah, yeah dude, I, there's there's a lot of benefits to it. You know, stepping out of your comfort zone. Like none of us are really that's a topic. Insanely mm. familiar with this process, and then stepping out of your comfort zone. Getting uncomfortable. I have <laughs> never learned a single thing <laughs> while I was comfortable. Absolutely, dude. I'm gonna just. This is something I just recently did, and it's. Dude, this thing is so easy to to do. It's not easy to do, but once I did it, like I don't, I, th- I think I've told you. I know I've definitely told you. I'm reading the Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss, mm. or I was, and one of the, at the end of each chapter they had a comfort challenge, and at the end of this chapter the comfort challenge was to go to like a mall somewhere busy. Did I tell you this? Mm-mm. All right, so it's like go to a mall, go to like a Starbucks somewhere that's busy in the middle of the day, walk and lay down on the floor. For 10 seconds. And then get up and walk. And he said, do it two days in a row. And he said, it's a reconnaissance, reconnaissance mission. Do it alone. So I'm, I'm reading for our work. We got a Starbucks by my house because I've been leaving my house to go work. I'm reading. I read this. I'm like, fuck. So I literally go right across the street in the middle of a grocery store in the middle of the day. Set up my, set up my tripod mm-hmm. in the middle of the grocery store. Which, like, for me, that was... Wasn't That's uncomfortable. Like filming like that. Yet. Right. Walk, lay down on the floor for 10 seconds, and then get up and look around, and no one gives an absolute fuck, bro. That is... 
No one gives a fuck, bro. And I, I will never forget, like, truly standing up in that moment, just being like, whoa. And then going to do it again the next day in the mall. And then just being like, whoa. Like, that's, the amount that's of confidence cool, that like he's that. giving me is just like, who cares? Like, well, no like, one cares, actually. No one yeah. gives a fuck. Like, people, people are like, oh, I don't want to go to the gym because, like, I don't like, like the way that I look or, like, I can't wear what I want or whatever it may be. Like, literally nobody's looking at you at the gym. So, like, that just confirms, like, literally no, just. Dude, I recommend everyone try that. Do you, think, do you think that being uncomfortable is kind of just, like, made up situations in our head? Yes. Like, I'm sure that when you were going to the Starbucks or whatever. And you're like, I'm going to lay on this floor, and it's going to be weird as fuck. I'm probably going to get well, arrested. People are going to stare at me. Yeah, I paced yeah. around looking for the right place. Yeah, I think like it's the our right time, you know? Yeah. It's like, you got to do it. Right. It's, our, it's our fight and flight response. That's what it is. It's because, like, right, technically we're creatures of habit and, like, security. Like, mm. We need, like, back then, you know, it was a part of us it's it's instilled in our like hardwire you know that we have to survive so we were, we were like aired on the side of caution right because we could get fucked by like predators you know right. um so fight or flight response is in us all and just now in today's society it's just like um you know you see it like you can literally feel it in yourself, right? Like mm-hmm. public speaking, right? Like you start to, s- you can feel it in your body at first. And then when you realize it doesn't, it's not going to kill you. Right. Then the realization slash euphoria that you feel after it is just a, like, you're not going to die. Right. Like, there's very little things in this world. Right. That people are fearful of. That you'll be just fine. Like yeah. Public speaking, I mean, that's a perfect example of getting uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. Like say that you stutter up there. Nobody cares. Right. Just anyways, keep going. Yeah. yeah, just keep like go ahead. Um, just high point. Like I took a you know, a communications mm. class in here and like there was this one kid, like I and I'm not I'm not great at it either. I w- mm. I've gotten a lot better, right? Um dude, he was he was literally like shaking in his boots, like couldn't even mutter a word out and like but the whole time we were just all rooting for him. Right. Like so it's like nobody wants yeah. Right. Like Nobody no, wants no, like people to do poorly. Right. And, so and if they kid bombing if, it, you almost want them to do better. Right. Than and like if they do, it's just a reflection on themselves that they're insecure about something. Right. That's right. all. It's, it's just a self-reflection thing that people right portray on others. Right. So like people want people do root for you in those instances. And mm-hmm. when he realized it, he actually started speaking way better. Yep. Which is and cool. I. Exactly. I bet you as soon as he got through that, he's probably got way better the next time and then yeah. got better the next time. Like right. It's just throw yourself into the fire and figure yourself, figure your way out. And I think, like, I've been getting into, like, a little bit of, like, evolutionary psychology as well. Mm-hmm. I think, like, kind of an interesting part of, like, that fight or flight is at a certain point in time, like, back in our genes, right? Our genes obviously get passed down generation to generation. At a certain point, it really was not only fight or flight in the environment, but also from the other people in our tribe. Like, dude, if you were in the middle of, let's say, North Carolina before it was North Carolina and, you know, developed, better said, and there's a hundred people in the tribe and you do something to piss off 80 of them, Mm -hmm. they could, you know, like, 
selection, bro. You get kicked out the tribe. Now you're you're in the woods alone and you're dead, right? So like, <laughs> we all I'm sure we had to evolve at some point. Like that's kind of approach anxiety too. But like at some point you have to realize that like it really was these people around you needed to have your back. Like there is a, some sort of social pressure to be accepted, to feel included because at a, at a certain time in our evolutionary process we needed that like if we right. weren't accepted into the tribe dude you know it was gonna be a hard life when there's 80 people and they hate you right like now you're alone <laughs> no one wants that yeah, it's not it's not even close to like that anymore you know we're scared of instagram like, <laughs> like they used to be scared of tigers we're scared of instagram right right different problems yeah man now i officially don't think Oh, I've been waiting. Should we go into uh, our newfound red pill awareness? If you want. On intersexual dynamics, because we ha- all have such a different perspective on it. But I don't know, like, for me, it's something I like rant about. But I don't know if that's, like, on par with what you're trying to do. I <clears throat> I don't... I, be, I'm, I haven't even really talked to you. Right? You, just, I, you do it for your content. Yeah. No, but then I'll just do that at home, because I have so many videos of it already. That's what I'm saying. Because I, more so than off the If mic, you want to get perspectives, then yes, but I can't talk, I can't speak. Because I'm it. more so, I, I Chipotle, I'm talking to David, but I also heard you guys talk, not heard, but even obviously you guys are having <laughs> conversations. And I was more so like, I hadn't really talked to you about it at all, or I almost checked in with you about it more so, but I was curious, because I hadn't even heard this story. Oh, I'm not saying that. No, I know you're not saying it. Oh. That's why I, I was just like. Oh, right. Um, so we'll talk about it would talk. Yeah. So I don't have anything. <laughs> That's like <laughs> I don't have anything else besides that shit. Yeah, dude. We need to come up with a, a name. I think that we should call it the coffee table. Mm, that's pretty interesting. The coffee table. Because I mean, we kind of are just coming to the coffee table, yeah, like what you always and say. I will say, like, it's been pretty cool for me. I'm not gonna lie. This whole time, like, I keep looking here, like seeing you. Like with the mic and the headphones and like the leather jacket, the jacket, and I'm like, yo, in the in the room in the stew, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like that's my boy. And then looking <laughs> you over there with like the light, yeah, it's just like it looks, it looks. It We're feels, doing it. It is unbelievable to like actually. This is literally what we're doing right now. We were roommates a, joke. a year ago. We weren't even close to doing something like this. Mm-hmm. But clearly we were closer than we thought. Right, it's only as far as you think it is. I am my wallet. Mm-hmm. Just make it happen. Straight up, straight up. Yeah. Let's just make sure that this thing transfers over. Oh my God, imagine <laughs> if it doesn't. <laughs> I. That's, that's a wrap. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Peace.